0: Driving culture forward. This is High Beast Radio. I'm your host Madrell Stinney, sitting here with my co-host Kevin Wong, what and up? we're with Souls and Cise from Places and Faces. Hey, hey, hey! How's What's it going, up? guys? What's good, yeah. guys? So, for the people that uh, are just tuning in, we're here in Miami for our Basel High Beast 100. Uh, where are you guys coming from? Straight out of London town.
1: Yep.
2: Straight from London. How long was that flight? Long as hell. <laughs> but it was nice. It was it was
3: business. You yeah. know, we had there a nice bed. Yeah, yeah, Real yeah. Real cozy. Very cozy. Had a blanket.
0: And you were telling me like um just before your flight, like you were you were out that night too. Oh yeah, we
3: were we were he turning was. up at the box. It was it was crazy. It had a it was me and um Amine. He had just finished his show in London. Nice. He wanted to party, so went to the box, got lit, went to a restaurant, got fed, I went to the airport, got on the flight. <laughs> and here we are. Did you get any shots over there? Shots uh what at the club? Photos. Oh photos? Oh yeah, no, we've been a uh, We went taking photos, we took more photos in Paris uh, like a week ago.
0: Yeah, how is it these days with like, you know, photography? Because I always see you guys out. So is it like, are you guys more selective? I mean,
3: now it's like, not to say we've shot everyone that we admire and we like, but we have like relationships with like, you know, the people that we've shot. So it's just a thing where... We just like we just hang out now. It's not like a job for us. It's not like oh shit, we need to take a photo of this guy. It's kind of just like oh hey, he's in. here, we're here, yeah. Cool, you know. If we end up taking photos, that's cool. If we don't, we're still hanging out and getting lit. So,
2: and how is yeah. kind of like um, you know building that relationship with people that you're shooting? You know, because a lot of I think a lot of young photographers think you just run up on someone, snap a real quick, you dip out. You know, So like how do you guys feel about that? Just making you know people comfortable and like all that kind of stuff.
3: I mean, you know, we just kind of. You know, put ourselves in their shoes. It's like if someone came to us and was like, hey, um, or just took a photo without even asking or not even like trying to, not to say be friends, but just like trying to develop some sort of communication then kind of makes the situation awkward. So before we take a photo, we always ask, we always like show them our work so yeah. that they kind of um, know that we're not just here for like one photo. Yeah, just one photo yeah, and exactly. dipping. like this is what we do and this is what we enjoy doing and then if they'd like to we can work on more stuff together in the future.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure like building that line of communication like makes for better photos too. Like you, you don't yeah. just want to get somebody like randomly and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's why it's very important to like introduce yourself first and tell them what you're about and what you've done and what you plan to do and instead of just like saying take a picture and just post it on yeah. Instagram and like a couple of weeks ago people forget
0: about it. Yeah. Was it always like that when you guys first started out?
3: Mm, not, well, like, just taking pictures and... What, uh, making relationships or just taking pictures? Well, just
0: like the process of how you guys, like, shoot photos now, like, was it always like that from the beginning?
3: Yeah, pretty much, you know, like, one of the first ever photos that, um, you know, we took was when I met A$AP Ferg in an elevator. Yeah. And it was kind of like, he was just randomly in there as I was going down, I was just like, yo, what are you doing? He was like, oh, I'm going to the studio. I was like, oh, can I come? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right. (laughs) I was like, oh, you know, I was so, like, taken aback. Like, it was just a moment of, like, just like, oh, yeah, can we do this? And, you know, it worked out. And, you know, from there on, we just kind of realized that, you know, asking, not even permission, but just, like, asking, you know, goes a long way than just like taking it then running away and in your head thinking yep we got the shot and in their head they're thinking who is this random guy that just took a yeah. photo mm. For sure.
0: Sure. yeah and like before like the whole analog wave like just took over Instagram and stuff like you guys were one of the first ones to like really have like uh, own personal style and stuff like what drew you to like digital um, to film versus digital
3: to be honest it was just easier to put in my pocket yeah yeah <laughs> like, More compact. like yeah the camera is small and I, you know, I don't like holding like big things Pause, and you know, <laughs> it was just—it just, just felt—and you know, you know. I guess that's the easy answer, but for us, it's like we like to document stuff, and yeah. like we like, you not know, say no nostalgic like things, but I guess that's kind of like Those things that the are trend. tangible. Yeah, yeah. It's like
1: also it's more of a more of a casual like equipment, instead so of having like a big camera in someone's face, like a paparazzi something small where you're chilling with someone
3: is more. Yeah, it's more like a it's like a playful thing. You know, in the beginning, like you know, as you said, like we I guess we were one of the first ones. So in the beginning, yeah. no one really took it seriously yeah. that these cameras could like bring out so mm-hmm. much death, So it's kinda like, yo, can we take a photo? They looked at it it's like, oh, disposable cameras you'd have for holidays. So people just look at it like, oh okay, it's whatever. But now they kinda see the potential so I guess all the brands and companies are kind of going with that aesthetic now because it's like easier and it's less costly but it also brings out the same type of quality that you'd pay someone a large amount for. Yeah, going
0: off of quality, I think one of the like biggest misconceptions about like film is that the quality is low, like it's very grainy, you don't get much depth of of it and stuff but like the photos that you guys take, they look just as crispy as like digital photos.
3: Yeah, I guess it all kind of just depends on the film, you know, it's like It's like what you're investing in. Like the same way you invest in like a big camera or like a proper high quality camera, it's the same you'd wanna invest in like a small compact camera. So, you know, you have like different cameras like the Yashikas and the Contaxes, which are like very popular, and they give out great results. Or you can go for like a Nikon, which is still a good camera, but cheaper results and a cheaper image. So, you know, it's those kind of things you have to take into account also.
0: And when you and when you guys both started like you know doing uh, film, I'm pretty sure like price like c- the cost of like developing film was probably like you know something that was like a hurdle for you guys. Like what was like that first encounter where it was like oh it's gonna cost this much? Because a lot of people always say that like you know developing film costs is a bunch.
3: Oh uh, yeah, no, it's yeah it was expensive. Oh, like. Yeah, it's worth it. Because like um, when we were first doing it, I guess we had more patience. Yeah. So like I guess um, if you like leave a f- if you like develop a film at a like a store the longer you leave it, the cheaper it becomes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we could leave it there for like a week and it'll be like super cheap. Yeah. But now, cause we're always on the move, always traveling, right? and we always need the pictures ASAP, we literally pay for like one hour high quality services, and you know, that could run us up to like at least 500 pound a day, and yeah. we shoot like every day. So it so can- be. you guys,
2: yeah. um, you know, go, traveling around so much, shooting different events and parties and all this kind of stuff, Um, Do you guys have to look for people to develop the photos in the spot that you're traveling to, or do you guys bring it back, or how does that kind of work? Um,
3: It depends, like some places, like we have spots in some cities, like New York, we have a spot that we develop film in, L.A. we have a spot that we develop film in, Mm -hmm. London we have a spot that we develop film in, I think Toronto also, but when it's like Asia, we haven't quite found our spot yet, so we kind of have to wait till we... Or in a city that we have a spot in yeah yeah
2: yeah for sure
0: and with like you know um like waiting in some cases to like develop these films and like still doing things like in the meantime are there ch- times where like you forget you had a role and then you develop it and you're like wow i didn't even know these photos were on this one.
3: Oh uh, yeah no we've yeah. we've we've, we've, we've definitely come into those uh circumstances we've lost roles of film like yeah. like it'll be like in our bag or something and then we have because we always put in like these like you know those like bags you get in the, at the airport? Yes. Like those kind of, so we kind of put it in those bags, but then sometimes we might forget and leave it in our jacket pocket, and for like a month or two months, yeah. we might even you know, realize that we lost that roll of film until we find mm. it. And then as you say, like, oh snap, Gents. this was part of this story. I guess people aren't gonna see it in that timeline, but hey, maybe in a couple years, they'll see the piece of the puzzle. It's like a missing piece of a
0: puzzle. And for the people that, like, you know, just to give uh, the people, like, a brief history of, like, you know, my relationship with you and first meeting you, like, the first time I met you was, like, at Gucci Ghost. And you were just coming off of uh, a tour, I believe, with, like, Skepta. And you were showing me, like, footage of, like, Skepta's performance. And you were, like, oh, yeah, I was taking these photos and stuff. And it was just crazy to see, like, you know, that parallel of, like, the photos and how the actual event went. I'm sure, like, Kevin has the same story, too, but... Like since then, the brand has grown a lot. You guys just don't do photography anymore. Like just like you know, bum bags and stuff, or like you know, carrying bags turned into an actual brand. Yeah. Like how's that been? How crazy has that been?
3: Um. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy because you know we never really planned to be in the position we're in now. Like. We didn't like sit down and say to ourselves, okay, we're gonna start taking photos, then we're gonna make a brand, Mm. then we're gonna start traveling, then we're gonna start throwing parties. Everything just kind of came like hand in hand. You know, we started off taking the photos, you know, we got like a bit of recognition from that, but then we were like, all right, taking photos of rappers or musicians, just at parties, isn't making us the money. So how are we gonna start funding this? And then we, we made a hoodie just for ourselves, but people kind of, um, people wanted it. So we're like, all right, let's just, you know, sell them and see what happens. And then they became a thing. And then we started making more products. Mm-hmm. And then that also became like a bigger thing. So then that became as big as the photography, even yeah. bigger. bigger. Yeah. And then, you know, um, people, you know, we used to go parties and then Not to say we didn't like the music that we played, but we just have a certain taste of music that we wanted to listen to. So then we were just like, yo, let's just start throwing our own parties Mm -hmm. and having friends that we take photos of come and attend these parties. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the parties became a thing and then the pop-ups became a thing. And then, you know, we we launched our first magazine this year and then we're making that into a thing. So it's just kind of like, we're taking things step by step and just trying. Just like whatever we think, that you know fits in with our brand and like fits in with what we like to do we just you know see what happens and if it works it works if it doesn't we hold on to it and see if it works in a couple of years.
0: Oh. Yeah, and you brought up like a great point. I I do I do believe like you know that the the merchandise that you guys make has become so big that a lot of people might not even know that it, Places and Faces is a photography collective. Like, is that is that ever like a challenge for you, or like something that you guys really want to just like force, like, hey, no, reinfluence that? Hey, hey, look, we take photos, but this is our brand too. Like, it, it means a lot more than just like you know clothes.
1: It kind of depends. It's like some like most people who are into like wearing like brands or into photography like yeah. so whatever people are into like if they're into both that's cool if they're into either one more that's also cool It's a bonus but like we're trying to like spread our demographic to other creative outlets to mm-hmm. what people are interested in so it's whatever works
3: with anyone yeah. i mean you know it's um to go on for his said. You know it is a bit of a challenge because we did start off as photographers and we never really want to be known as like designers or having a clothing brand that's why you always like Mm. keep it as merch because it is primarily merch to our lifestyle which is us you know um not to sound like obnoxious but traveling around taking photos of like you know people and now it's just um so now we kind of like we took it upon ourselves to always take photos even if we're having a pop-up store so we've been like let's say Bangkok Mm. cool we've had the pop-up store everyone's come for our clothing but then we also went to like a Bangkok Thai no sorry Thai kickboxing match and we just shot the whole thing and just documenting that so we just kind of always want even if you know the majority of people don't know that we're photographers you know we still have that fan base mm. who didn't source from the beginning days yeah. source as the people that travel and document stuff mm-hmm. so we always you know kind of like push it towards that even if like the whole world doesn't know yet that we take all the photos on our
2: Instagram yeah and you guys just said you know traveling around in Thailand and Bangkok and you guys did a pop-up with us in Hong Kong as yeah. well you know yeah. with so many different areas that you guys are working in and, and, and shooting all at and um, you know doing pop-ups that how have you guys seen the different the, the way people are receiving you yeah. in different countries and how is that crazy to you guys you know in china and all these places yeah 100 wow.
3: percent. you know because like we grew up like like wanting to go to like asia want to go to tokyo,
2: tokyo you know Japan. like tokyo
3: has always been that place like um you know tokyo drift kill bill those movies has always like inspired us to want to go there but we never really had a reason to and then people then contacting us asking us to do pop-ups in their cities that is our reason and so we never really turn down an opportunity unless it's a bad opportunity but we just kind of like, you know, as we said before, like just, you know, go there and travel and then, you know, meeting all these people that, you know, know about us through our photography or through our our clothing because that's pretty crazy. We never, like I said, we never really planned on being in a position where we're in right now. So to see all these people interested in our stuff and wanting us to have our stuff or where even wear our stuff you know that's like crazy like yeah. like none of like i said none of this is planned mm-hmm. everything we're doing is just like a thought that we probably have like a month or even like 6 months before we do mm-hmm. it so everything's just kind of like all right cool what can we do next what city can yeah. we hit next who has, like, who has like who wants us in this city or who wants to get people set that can't actually get it cuz right. like, for example we have in Russia these guys made like a Russian like fan page. Like there's yeah. a Russian Instagram account, mm. Yeah. and they even have like this kid who runs the account has like a P plus F tattoo, Jeez. and that's wow. crazy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. some other, we've seen like bunch of kids with tattoos with places plus faces, yeah, and I was it. like, wow, like that's crazy. Yeah. Like and where's but, your, yeah.
2: where do you think your biggest kind of like fan base is? You guys are from London, right? Yeah, so like, yeah.
3: I mean, London is always home. So I think that London will always be like the home base for us, but in terms of like other cities, fan base, um, I don't know, like we had like a big response in Tokyo and Seoul and Hong Kong, which is also surprising. Bangkok was good too. You know, we did ComplexCon this year, and this is our first time having a proper presence in America, yeah. and we were told that was like, we had one of the best booths out there, the line. Yeah. Like, the line was so, like, long that I not even get to, like, see ComplexCon for what it was, because yeah. we just had everybody just, like, um, at our spot. People were complaining, other booths were complaining because no one was, not saying that no one's going to their booths, the but- The
0: queues in the way. Our queues were in the way, the cu- yeah, the in the way
3: yeah. of their booths, so it was it a was pretty, Interesting and crazy to see as well
0: do you think you'll do like more pop-ups given that like, you know The success of complex Han like in the states
3: yeah, hundred percent, you know um, You know next year. I think 2018 is where we're gonna definitely gonna start pushing our mark towards America I think this year we focused our time majority in Asia, so we did you know Bangkok, Seoul Tokyo, Hong Kong We were in Shanghai for an event um Oh yeah, so we did at least six or seven cities in Asia. So I think definitely next year we're definitely gonna come to America.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of interesting because you know you guys are just getting into the you know America now, but a lot of your content and the stuff that you guys are into, music yeah. and whatnot, is you know American hip hop and culture yeah. and stuff like that. How yeah. do you guys get into that when you you know when you guys were out in London?
3: Um, I mean, you know, I guess like a lot of the artists from America. So you know, like we said, we shot like Ferg when we were in New York, and then. You know, a lot of these artists will come to London and be like, oh, you're those guys from uh, New York that one time. And then that's how you know, the relationships grow. And then that's how we just kind of like connect to the point where, like, you know, we've worked with like, you know, Ferg, um, Rocky, uh, you know, Amine, um, you know, Big Sean, uh, Metro Boomin. Mm-hmm. And these are all people that we can say are friends and not just like, oh, hey, can we have a photo and dip? It's right, like These are right. genuine, um, genuine like friends of ours.
0: And so that's pretty good. And um, so given that, you you know, the way that your guys' brand operates is that it's not just focused, like, you know, on, on photography or it's not just focused on clothing and stuff too, do you guys ever have, like, ideas for, like, what a permanent space would look like? Because I'm sure it just wouldn't be, like, a clothing store. It yeah. just wouldn't be, like, you know, an art gallery. Like, how would yeah. that look like?
3: I mean, um, you know, we've had ideas and, you know, um, I guess the Babe Book the Babe Rizzoli book that came out in, I think, was it 2009? Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, you know, they have, like, we look at that book every day, and it's just like, just to see, like, their different, like, just, like, how they did things, you know, they had, like, the cafe and stuff like that, and I think, for us, if we were to ever have, like, a permanent space, it would probably be, like, a film store. Because yeah. there isn't actually film stores that are cool. There's mm. films where you can develop film, probably. and the people are, like, nice, but it isn't, like, a place where you can kinda like hang out mm-hmm. and like, you know, you know, play like Xbox while you like develop your games or like yeah. listen to like good music. Cause, you know, for example, imagine you're in a city where, you know, you don't know you don't really know anyone. You just want to develop some film but you don't know where to go. Yeah. You're not really like a tourist or anything. You just, so you're waiting around like an hour or two hours mm-hmm. just to like get your roles developed. So instead of just sitting outside, you know, why don't you just come inside, you know, have a drink listen some music, play some games, and when your film's done, you get it and you dip. So that was kind of like our idea. Hopefully one day, you know, you never know.
2: Yeah, I mean, from that, it sounds like you guys are um, pretty interested or at least, you know, have thought about kind of developing this like photography culture and and, and like film, you know, film photography culture and stuff. Um, You know, how do you guys feel about being a part of that? And also, you know, where do you think it's gonna kind of continue going, you know? I mean, you know, it's
3: good to see that Uh, like we've made a mark and then we have our own distinct style or people can recognize us for our photos because, you know, to quote Gucci Mane, you can get lost in the source, you know, because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are shooting in film now, which is a good thing. It's like, you know, kids are able to pick up a camera and just go, like you don't really, not say you don't have to go to school for it anymore, but because of the internet and because, you know, everything's so quick is that you can just kind of like, just do things now, you don't have to wait, you don't have to go to school for it, you can just go. And you know, that's a good thing. But then, you know, at the same time, it just kind of like overproduces a lot of things. And then, you know, there's so many kids now that are shooting, uh, that are photographers and you know, shooting in film that no one really has a voice anymore or... Mm -hmm. So it's kind of difficult for some people to um, branch out, even though they could be like the dopest photographer but there's like 15 other kids who might be half as good but are doing way more than that person is to get themselves more out there so it's kind of like a catch-22 you know it's like uh, you do it because you love it but at the same time there's people that might want it more than you.
0: So, and um, you brought up a good point of just like you know just how fast paced this generation is, just given like you know the internet and the accessibility for like most photographers, how like you know they can just go buy a camera and then start like shooting and stuff. Um, like I'm pretty sure you guys always get access. Like you know how do you shoot this specific style that you shoot? Like you know what camera do I need to get this type of photo and stuff? Do you believe that it's the camera, or do you think that it's the cameraman or the film? Like what do you say to like you know those those early beginning photographers that are trying to develop their own style?
3: Um. You know, it's definitely the cameraman. Like, you know, the camera is the camera. The camera's just like the window, but, you know, it's the guy who, you know, cleans the window that, you know, gets the merits and stuff. So we definitely think, you know, um, being a cameraman, not to say you have to have the eye or anything like that, but to have your own voice, you have to have the eye. Because you know, like I said, anyone can take a, pick up a camera. You can buy a disposable camera. You know, your mom could be the best photographer as a holiday yeah. photographer, but she not, might not be the best landscape photographer or portrait photographer. Mm-hmm. So you just, you know, it's just like being, I don't want to say being different, because it's hard, let's say it's hard to be different, but like I said, it's a very oversaturated market at the moment. But you just kind of have to like push through. So, you know, take your photos, but then maybe be the guy that you know takes the photos and then just you know not say shoots them in black and white, but just does something. Have different a niche, with it. yeah, and you know, develop a try, try and find your own niche, even though it's difficult right now too. Just always gonna have to find something that works for you and see how you can make it different from the rest.
0: You mentioned uh, earlier that you guys like you know dropped dropped the mag earlier this year. Um, do you think you'll be doing more print like moving forward?
3: Yeah, we've been actually been working on our second issue. Yeah. Um, hopefully it comes out in February. Yeah. So and then you know we'll see how that goes and hopefully we we'll do like a biannual thing from there. Like it's just you know us making the magazine is kind of more so for us mm-hmm. to have and it's like okay we've done this we've you know not to say we've conquered the internet but yeah. we've shot we've put out we've put the photos online. Okay, that's cool, what can we do next that separates us from, you know, like we were saying before, the normal everyday kid that picks up a camera and shoots and then you know gets tied on the gram or gets his recognition. What can we do that separates us from those people? And you know, us making a magazine is that, you know, we just wanted to show we just wanted to show our photos in a different light than just the internet when it would be like hard copy that you can have, you can look over, and you can keep
0: looking at, you know, when you're, when you have time. And, uh, you, you humbly said that, like, you know, you felt that you guys didn't, like, master the internet, but I think you guys have mastered, like, you know, the art of, like, shooting music, uh, music culture. Do you think you'll ever, like, move, like, pivot from music culture and start, like, documenting a different, like, uh, facet of culture?
3: Uh, yeah, you know, like, you know, like, we we're saying we shot the, The thing in uh, Thailand, the Mm. Thai kickboxing, and you know, we'd love to like shoot like behind the scenes of movies and stuff. Like you mentioned, like Star Wars, like shooting behind the scenes of that with all like the green screen and all of that stuff. And you know, earlier this year we got to hang out with our favorite um, game developer uh, developer Hideo Kojima. He made like Metal Gear Solid, Mm. and it's crazy. We actually met him based off of our hype beast interview we did in Tokyo. Quick story on that. We got asked, Oh, who would you like to shoot while you're in Tokyo? And I guess everybody thought we were going to say Nigo, but we said Hideo Kojima. And, you know, the interview came out like a month after that happened, or two months after that happened, and we just happened to be back in Tokyo. And, like, he retweets the interview, and we just, like, hit him up, like, Yo, we'd love to make this happen. And he, like, hits us back, like, Yeah, sure, come to the office. And we, like, spend, like, an hour hanging out with him. And so, you know, imagine, like, shooting, like, him, or like just people like in the arts, just like doing their mm. thing, so cultural icons like him, or like Guillermo del Toro, my favorite director, or like Quentin mm. Tarantino and stuff. So, you know, everything for us is possible. We don't really call ourselves like music photographers, but mostly like documenters nice. of like what we like and what we see. So, we're like traveling documenters.
2: And hearing that story too, you know, I think a lot of uh, our audience and myself included would want to hear just because we see the photos and they look they look so fun or they look so different and we want to know you know what happened in those situations what's maybe one story that you can tell you know you guys can tell of your your favorite photo or maybe a situation that you guys were in in the last couple years that was like just memorable uh...
3: you know the asap fergo and that's already like Mm -hmm. the top of the cake that kind of what started pretty much everything for us and um... okay actually yeah i have a story Um, when we first met Wiz Khalifa, oh. so our friend um, Yoni, he runs the brand Marshanwa. Um, Wiz was a big fan of his brand at the time, and he went to uh, he went to link up with Wiz when Wiz came to Paris to like give him some clothes. So I just like tagged along with him, just to like hang out. So we get there, then you know he introduces me to Wiz, and then I show Wiz some of my stuff. And I guess I still happened to have a, cause I just got to Paris that day, so I had like my, my duffel bag on me with my clothes, but I had like a hoodie that I always have like whenever I'm in a different city, I just wanna shoot, you know, if it's just models or just people in the clothes. So I just happened to have a hoodie in the bag and I was like, I have, I have this hoodie if you want it. And he was like, yeah, sure. I gave it to him and then he was like, come to my hotel the next day to hang out. So went to the hotel and he was just wearing the hoodie and then yeah. we just like, you know, hung out and shoot, shot all day. And it was my birthday that day too. So it was like cool. And then, yeah, we we went to the club and yeah, just had a good time. And then from there, you know, he was like supporting us a lot there too. And that was like the early stages. That was like, I want to say 2014, 2015. Yeah. So that was like a memorable story. Because it was on my birthday too. I think like a lot of things happened on my birthday. I mean, I'm never at home on my birthday. Like I'm all like, you know, two years ago, I was in Tokyo. Then last year what was it last year I was in Tokyo? Yeah, last year, last, year. last year I was in Tokyo. And then obviously this year I was in LA because it was just there's the day after the Con. So, yeah.
0: Given that you guys are like, you know, always surrounded by like these memorable moments and stuff, like how do you guys stay like, you know, just calm or like humble during these situations where you're just placed there and you're like you might be next to your favorite like, you know, video game developer or your favorite like, you know, music artist, like how do you stay calm in these situations?
1: Um, I try and see it through their eyes as well. Yeah. Like, cause, like we're in the, the day we're all like human beings and we all like like live lives after the art. We just do regular stuff afterwards. So yeah. I try and treat it like that honestly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you know, like we're just very like calm people in general. Like we're not you know, like we turn up when it's time to turn out. but you know, on a regular day we're just like playing Xbox or like or we're yeah. just movies. chilling or just watching movies, you know, it's like we're just very like, you know, collective people, like, you know, as you're saying, we're just looking through their eyes, it's like, you know, we just want to give off the same energy that they're giving off and we don't want to make things like awkward or like, yeah. you know, like oh, another story to fit in with this is when I met Kanye oh, yeah. And yeah. in a club in Paris, you know, he's in a club, everyone's turning up and, you know, he's having a good time and then he just, he just looks at me. And then I just I just look back and like he nods his head I nod <laughs> my head and it's like yo he just like ushers me to come to his table and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like sitting at the table and I'm like hey what's up? He was like hi I'm Kanye. I was like I know. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we're just like you know chilling, and then I'm like yo can I? You know, I, we're all like everyone's having fun and everyone's turned but. At the same time, I don't want to feel like the elephant in the room. Yeah, like I don't want to like be the guy that just kind of like overstays his welcome. So yeah. you know, I was like, yo, th- you know, it's great meeting you. You know, I loved your album. Uh, can I take some photos of you before I leave? He was like, yeah, that's cool. Took a co- um, couple photos and dipped, and then you know, developed the photos the next day because I was you know, but you know, at the same time, it was like. Imagine if I went there as like a super gassed like guy, it. like yo, oh my god, wow, Kanye, yeah. I love you, ah, ah. You know, it would have made things a little bit awkward, and you know, it might have been no, we might not have had the same response to asking for a photo as we did when I just went there, It's just like you know, a normal guy
0: having a good time and sitting next to uh, you know the best rapper alive. So, what are you guys seeing being like, you know, the future for places in face?
3: Uh, I mean, you know anything and everything, you know, places, faces, airlines, you know, or whatever, you know. (laughs) Furniture. Yeah, furniture, like everything, just anything and everything that we can do in this lifetime, Uh, you know, nothing is ever too, like, great for us to do or nothing is unreachable. So I guess we're just kind of like building ourselves to get to these points where you know maybe a place that faces game you know maybe a place of faces house and he, you know maybe a place with his museum and it's just mm. like a you know you go there no and limits. then every couple years it changes and just of a history on like these artists cuz you know like these artists we have now in my you opinion some people might argue but these artists we have now are like the biggies and Tupacs to the kids that are going to grow yeah. up in 20 years yeah. like you know some kids might not know about the artists from 50 years ago but then like the people like the Kanye's, the ASAP's, the Travises, you know the even the Lil Peeps RIP those are gonna be the icons to yeah. the kids that are growing up now and to their kids and so on so you know we just kind of we're just the people that are gonna show you these people and their legacy not to say when they're gone because that's depressing but you know when there's no other medium to do that. So
0: And a great way that we like to end our podcast is that, you know, we like to ask our guests if you were to go back to yourselves when you were first starting out and offer offer yourselves like some words of wisdom or some words of advice that would help you like, you know, progress even faster than you've done, like what would you say?
1: Oh, well, I'll well I tell myself like I'm not gonna make it, like shit doesn't go well. Yeah. So that way I will go even harder. Wow. And I like motivate with myself more.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh what would I even say? Um yeah if I could if I could do my Money McFly mode and go back <laughs> and go back to the past, what would I tell myself? Um oh yeah. Make Uber. Invest in Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the one.
3: That's the one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
0: Cool, cool. yeah, thanks Appreciate for stopping by guys. No that. problem. Awesome. Thank you, Thank High you. Peace
3: Radio.
2: Thank you.